Last time on Cursebreaker. We finished our time in Tildry with a barbecue at the Guildhouse Ruins and a funeral service for Veronica Venus. On our way out of town, we realized we were going to need supplies. The party purchased a luxurious travel wagon employing a summoned centaur named Carl, and Snack purchased a withering, nearly dead donkey whom he named Bidet. When we got back on the road, we stumbled on a trail of cursed items. To top it all off, as we made camp for the first night, the gold dragon appeared to Snack as a humble traveler and encouraged his recent behavior. Hmm. Isn't encouraging Snack supposed to be my job? I like Jealous Genie. Yeah. <clears throat> it's only going to get worse. <laughs> I'm going to kill that fucking dragon. <laughs> that should be the end of that um, intro. <laughs> I'm going to kill that. You know what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> it's the morning after uh, Snack was visited by the Golden Dragon for the second time. Uh, you aren't too far out of Tildry. Um, it's breakfast time before you all get going. Uh, today is your first full day of travel. I love the morning. I love breakfast. Holly's like singing and cooking. The sun just came over, peeked over the horizon, and she is banging around with pots and pans and singing really loud. And there's little birds chirping around her hair and her shoulder, and like one lands on her shoulder. And then the chameleon from her other shoulder tries to like eat it and like attack it with its tongue. <laughs> and- oh, she's even got a morning song. God. Is mm. every day Shut on the road up. going to be like this? Every day's a beautiful day. <laughs> Who what? wants pancakes? What's for? Okay, pancakes. Hmm. Pancakes. <laughs> pancakes. Holly uh, flips a pancake up in Bert's direction. No plate, just in the air. All right. <laughs> He's rolling, rolling for this. Oh, plus your Look who's spry in the morning. Seventeen. Oh wow. Yeah. So how do you catch a pancake without a plate? I stick out my uh, quill mm. and catch it right in the middle. Sure, and just kind of spin it around on there. <laughs> Perfect. Holly, coffee. Oh, yep. I got a big pot right here. And she pulls up the pot and it's like I take whistling. the entire pot. <laughs> it's like steaming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Careful. It's hot. Oh, oh God. Drinking <laughs> boiling coffee. <laughs> It'll cool in my stomach. <laughs> Do you want a pancake? Yes. Uh, Holly flips Uli's pancake really high, just straight up in the air. Let's call that a 15. You caught the pancake right on your face. In my mouth. You catch it on your face, and then you just do a sharp inhale, and the pancake disappears. (laughs) That's one way to do it. (laughs) Um, Has anyone seen Snack? I can't. uh, Where is that little guy? I got some bacon here for him. And uh, Holly pulls another pan out of nowhere, and it's just got sizzling bacon on it. All right, you lift up the pan, and Snack was holding on to one end of it. You (laughs) kind of pick him up off the ground, and he falls. (laughs) Oh, Mm, there you are. Oh, I made this for you. Thank you. I knew the bacon would summon him. (laughs) <laughs> bidet is not eating well oh dear we have to fix that yes what mm. do uh donkeys eat yeah i'm not sure i've never had a steed we can ask carl 
Do, car- do, do Carl's eat? Do Carl's? <laughs> do Carl's eat the same things as bidets? <laughs> uh, bidet turns to you, Snack, and says, I'll eat most anything just as long as you crumble it up. Oh, that's right. I can't open my mouth more than more than this. See here? That's as I far see. as wide as I can open it. I see, Bidet. Um, I take some bacon and I shred it in my talons. Like, and then uh, sprinkle it onto his tongue. Oh, that's a lucky donkey. Uh, you also notice at this time that Bidet has an extremely long tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just kind of uh, licks all the crumbs off of your fingers. Wonderful. Bidet, if you are to be my cohort, you must be strong and capable. I got bad news. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think I'm either of those things. Not yet, Bidet. Soon. Is the donkey a small beast? Yeah. Then I can understand also. Oh. Ooh. Bidet sees that you're like paying attention, Tibio, and looks at you and says, Can he hear us? I sincerely doubt it. Good. If you can get me one of his bones and crumble it up, that'd be nice. Ready. I just want to eat one of them bones. <laughs> I will do this for you. Really? Of course. Can I pick a bone? Mm, yes. I want that big one. He points to his uh, like shin bone. How does he point? With his tongue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tibia, you see Bidet turn to you and go, <laughs> stick out their tongue as long as I can. And I take uh, the file that I have for mm. doing like... Yeah, your bone spurs. Bone spa day. Mm-hmm. I shave off a tiny piece, like a Plain paper of bone. thin, yeah. uh, a long piece of shin bone, and I hand it to, I walk over and I hand it to Snack, and I say, uh, you would only have to ask. I would be happy to help with whatever. I hope that you uh, feel better soon, Sir Bidet. Bidet looks up at you, Snack, and says, may I? <laughs> mm, of course. It appears Tivio did understand. Nice guy. Yes, he is quite nice. And it just starts eating. Yucky! Uh, snack tries some, too. Ooh. Pretty dry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll stick with the pancakes, thank you. Um, Holly finishes cooking um, breakfast, and she says, All right, now that we're all up and ready to go... Um, it looks like we uh, really didn't unpack much last night, which I guess makes it easier for us today. Um, but if everyone can just start picking up their stuff, load up the wagon, we got to get on the road. Yeah, all right. Bidet, fetch my belongings and put them back into the cart. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bidet starts ambling around the campsite. Um, you all get your stuff back together, get your tents packed away nicely, and um, head back out on the road. Around uh, lunchtime or so, maybe a little after that day in the afternoon, uh, you come across a small outpost. It's a little uh, trading post at a, at a crossroads. Um, the name of the trading post is... Crosspost. Crosspost. <laughs> you see that there is somebody inside, uh, but that the sign on the door says closed. And uh, when they see you, uh, they look at you through a window in the front door, and uh, they, they just look kind of anxious. Uh, how are we doing on supplies? Anyone need anything? Well, uh, do we know which direction we're taking here at this crossroads? Well, aren't we headed to Agwild? Yeah, unfortunately. Do you know which way we should be going? 
The roads uh, diverge, but both look like they're still continuing eastward. It's hard to say which one is right. Are there any signs? Uh, there are There are not signs here. Okay. Well, there uh, seems to be a fella in this cross post. Yeah, maybe we should ask him. I gotta be honest, I haven't been to Hogwild in probably six years. I don't... I don't know. Is the person inside hostile towards us? <laughs> you don't know that yet. <laughs> Can I try to cast friends on them? Uh, so yeah, you, Holly, uh, go up to the door, and there's like a big glass pane on the door, and you can see them behind the counter. Um, they almost look like they were going to go hide in the back room when they saw you, but it's too late, and so they look back and stare at you. Hello! Hello there! Um, and Holly, as she's waving at the person, is it, what does the person look like? Um, they've got, uh, um, like, side-parted, medium-length uh, black hair and green eyes, and they're quite skinny. Is it a human? It's a human. Uh, pale with a sharp jawbone and they uh, anxiously kind of come up and unlock the door and open it up and they say ah, can I help you with something? Hello there, I'm Holly Hyacinth pleasure to meet you and Holly holds out her hand to uh, shake the person's hand and at the same time cast friends on this person and on myself to charisma this person yeah. they say uh, yeah, yeah, hi and they like shake your hand really quick what's your name? Toby <laughs> Toby. My name, my name is Toby Goshman. What's your name? <laughs> Holly Hyacinth, like I said. Um, pleasure to meet you, Toby. Uh, would you just happen to know which road we should take to get to Hogwild from here? Oh, um, yeah, take the one that veers north on your left. Okay, thanks. Wh- which one on the left again? Sorry, I don't know. Is that direction good enough? He, he steps out of the door for a second, and then he like points uh, exactly at the road that you need to take. He says, okay. Great. Um, thank you so much for your help. Is, is everything okay? Um, you seem a little worried. He but... looks back inside and you all hear a noise from inside. And he goes, yeah, I, I just, I, yeah. Do you need help? Nod once if you need help. It's, it's not like that. I. Okay. You can trust me. Say, you, you guys don't need any inexpensive magic items, do you? Oh, dear. Mm, vibe check. That's a big number. Dirty 20. Okay. Um, yeah, you look back into that room. Uh, you see on the counter there are a couple goods covered with a canvas. Um, it's pretty clear to you, based on his stress and the recent events, um, that he probably has some cursed items. Where, perchance, did you come by these magical items, Mr. Toby? Uh, I did kind of a bulk deal uh, the other day. Uh, somebody came through in a caravan and. Was there a beetle? A beetle? Mm, Was there a dark-haired woman? Yeah, she did most of the talking. There was somebody else back in the caravan, but they just seemed anxious to get moving. Oh, Toby, 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 Toby. I regret telling you my name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'd be interested in checking out these items, definitely. Great, that's great. Why don't you all come in? Um, Like I said, pretty inexpensive. Okay, listen, I cast friends on myself to make myself seem more charismatic. It's going to wear off in about 10 seconds. I just want to let you know you really don't have to be angry at me. I truly want to be your friend. You have violated my trust. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you mean you cast friends? Oh. 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 (laughs) Well, come in anyway. (laughs) 
Um, he goes to the other side of the counter, uh, peels back the universal canvas, <laughs> and uh, you see a small collection of goods. Um, you see uh, a bell that looks actually familiar. Um, there is a uh, silver circlet and a whistle. Okay, don't touch them. Have you touched them, Toby? Uh, oh, have I touched them? Okay. I would like to do a curse and dark magic check. Uh, yes, you are getting weak curses off all these things. I can see that these items are in fact cursed. Yeah, I thought that was the case. Would you be interested in having those curses removed? If you can, yeah. I've, I've just been selling them off as cheap as I can. Have you sold some cursed items? Yeah, these are the only ones I couldn't get rid of. Oh, no. How many cursed items did you sell? I mean, I bought like ten of them. And... Oh, boy. Any chance you uh, kept some receipts? Uh, not so much. Like I said, it was a caravan, right? With that dark-haired woman. You should be able to find her, right? So, wait, she has some of the cursed items that you sold? No, no, no. She sold them to me. Right, but who did you sell them to? Oh, just other people like you. Travelers, passerbys. Was there a sword among them? No, I didn't sell any swords. It was all just like tinder boxes and things like that. Could I buy this one? And Snack is holding up the whistle. Yep. Oh, Snacks, don't touch. Don't touch him. <laughs> oh, Snack. Mm, why not? What does it do? Two coppers for that one. Two. I don't even keep those. Here's a gold piece. How are you even wow. making... A profit. I'm not. I'm taking a bath here. I just want these out. Okay, okay. We must remove these curses. Do you want us to purchase these items and take them, or would you like them to be uncursed so that you can sell them? I want them to be not here. Great. Let's take the curses off before anyone else messes around with them. Snack, put that back. What is it, though? Snack, when you go to speak, it's just a high-pitched shrill, like, (laughs) 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 my voice. Yep. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) I toss the whistle across the room. (laughs) What is this sorcery? (laughs) Um, Should we each take one item and uncurse them? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I check out the bell, and I slap the first circle on my chest. Okay. Um, TVO goes glowy white. Um, you've got the bell in front of you. Uh, you feel that cold rush and you are fused with the weave. So this time around, I don't feel the need to announce every step because I feel like I'm a good solid curse breaker yeah. at this point. Yeah. I'm feeling very comfortable after mm-hmm. decursing that sword. Mm-hmm. So I then press the second circle immediately and then do my Kamehameha okay. double hand. Um, what did you do with the bell? Did you leave it on the counter? Yeah, I just left it where it was. Okay, so you see that whole counter kind of disenchant, and then you do hear a force beam mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah, so that's 10d10. So wait, the whistle, you threw it on the ground, Snack? Yes. Uh, Holly goes over and picks it up while Tibio is uncursing the items on the counter. Sure. Um, and Holly just leaves it on the ground and tries to do her first curse in the corner where no one can see her because okay. she's like a little like, self-conscious like, okay first i need to do this so she touches the ring on the inside of her left arm mm-hmm. tibio's um, like in the middle of doing his and then you all like everybody looks over and sees holly ignite on the other side of the room <laughs> then disenchant number two and then give it everything you got and holly um 
just uh, points all her fingers like a witch casting a spell at the curses. As she was doing that, I was like miming her from behind because I still haven't (laughs) done one yet. Yeah. Well, on my own anyway. Yeah. So I'm like catching up, but I'm not actually doing it because they've got it covered. Sure. I lean over to Toby and I say, this is all standard curse breaking stuff. No need to worry. How much is this going to cost me? Uh, we'll worry about that later. Maybe a night stay, because we're going to be spent after this. He's like, this is not an inn. <laughs> well, we can sleep in the backyard. 53. Okay. Um, I also got 53. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Twinsies. Whoa. Uh, Tibio, you do your uh, razor-thin Kamehameha beam, and Holly, uh, from each of your fingers, sprouts a tiny, thin little line, and you just eradicate the bell on the ground. Um Tibio, you realize pretty quickly that um, the the bell was not a very tough object, and so the beam cuts through it pretty quick. What do you do with the rest of that beam? I aim it at the circlet. Okay. What do you do after the circlet? <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going to open a window. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I realize that I've still got some juice, and uh, I say... Uh, um. I don't know if there is any other curse nearby, but I'm not quite done, and I have nothing else to aim at. I don't know what to do. Can someone help me? I'll say it runs out about the time you finish that sentence. <laughs> and uh, oh, so you've you've destroyed both objects, and then there's just this big like uh, S pattern on the counter <laughs> that's just weaving back and forth as you try to decide what to like do. Like the cool that. S. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I threw the super S on the counter. Yeah. No. <laughs> and. Uh, it's a- it's more like I was peeing while I was walking. Yeah. Uh, Holly's got a similar mark on the floor in the corner um, where uh, she had kind of Oops. dragged these little lines across the floor um, perpendicular to the floorboards. All right. Note to self, do curse breaking outside. I think what you take away from this is that that beam is a real thing and it can do real harm to real things. It's not just a special magic laser. Toby. Yeah. I must take inventory of your home to see if there are any other whistles. You mean like my home? Yes. This is where you live, is it not? Yeah, I promise I don't have any other cursed items. They all say that, Toby. And Snack walks away (laughs) staring at him and is going to investigate the rest of the outpost. The cross post? Yeah. (laughs) No, my cinnamon twists. (laughs) Yeah, he does not stop you. Okay. Um, ten. Um, you find, uh, the slightly disappointing evidence of a bachelor lifestyle. (laughs) Uh, Poor Toby. No cursed items, no real magical items back here beyond, like, you know, a a lighter that never quits. Snack Snack eats, uh, some leftover ramen. Um, (laughs) Uh, comes back out. Toby, I do hope you find more reasons to live. Uh, <laughs> wow, snack. Says, hey, what? That's too what? far. Toby, I, I need you to tell me everything you can, anything you can remember about the people you sold these items to. Um, okay, well, I told them I would take as much as I could, uh, and they were, like I said, selling them at an unbeatable price. So it was just the woman in here. And no, then, no, no, who you sold objects to. Oh, Hmm. Maybe you have it written on a piece of paper so you don't have to say it out loud. Tibio. Yes. Psst. Yes, Snick. Tibio. Oh, um. 
Is it not a crime to sell cursed items in these parts? Snack, I am not a law officer everywhere we go. But you advised Bert. That was a very specific circumstance and a lot of play acting. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know this lawyer speak, uh, Tibio. Uh, hold on. Um, Monsieur Toby Gushman, uh, selling cursed items is a very questionable act, sir. I didn't know they were cursed right away. definitely knew they were cursed. I mean, I did figure it out eventually, but what, you want me to take on ten curses? You're crazy. No, we want you to act responsibly and tell us who you sold them to so that we can find them and prevent them from harm. One of them I sold to a young half-orc female. She said she was on her way to Hogwild. Fuck. <laughs> That's Classic. an auspicious one to start with. Uh, which one of my sisters? Well, what item? Do you remember? Um, Tim, you thought we weren't going to follow up on this shit? <laughs> Again, if it was all written down, we wouldn't have to discuss this out loud. Okay. Oh, shit, I've got it right here, a receipt of all these things. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm looking His for. His receipt is just little pictures of yeah. the people yeah. and the items that he gave. He's a talented artist. <laughs> he takes a shot mm-hmm. of yeah. like a photograph of them and then like... He draws thumbnail sketches of everyone that purchases something. <laughs> yeah, he hands you a little receipt uh, detailing, we'll say, three things that he sold uh, that he Fair. remembers. Uh, one it was a uh, cursed teddy bear that went to a full-grown man. Great. Um, he sold a cursed rope. And the one that went to the young half-orc was... A teacup. Nope. A rabbit's foot. Flask. I'm giving you good ideas here, and you're just throwing them out the window. <laughs> uh, thanks, Toby. This is a great place to start. All right. So in the future, when you get presented with cursed items, what are you going to do? Do not, not sell them. Do not buy them and do not sell them. I didn't no. know they were cursed when I bought them. What you should do is buy as many as you can and then send a message to Tildry for the curse breakers. To get reimbursed, or yep, and we'll take care of the curses. Do awesome. not sell them. That's great. Uh, that's yeah. quite a slick operation. And you said you paid two copper for these um, snack. No, I paid. Gave him a gold already. So I that paid should... fifteen, twenty-five gold for all these. Yep. So snack already paid you your gold, your one gold. I said twenty-five. I paid for these. You said two copper. We prevented you from getting cursed. They I used guess. all their spell slots. Toby, and snack pulls out his uh. Knife. Whoa. How many of these did you sell after you knew they were cursed? Just the last few, I mean. You sold three total in the last few. Snack, we're trying to educate here, not threaten. So, Toby? I love threatening, though. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Toby's mistake could turn him into a valuable ally. Right, Toby? Uh, sure. How do you mean? If you are one that reaches out to Tiltree with cursed objects... You will be known in Tiltree as a, as a person of honor. Oh, and then I'm a good guy, huh? And yeah. you will get more business that way. More business. And lovers love good guys. <laughs> All right, I'm sold. I'm always saying that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Toby. You know what to do next time, right? Yep. Buy them and sell them to curse breakers at profit. Yes. <laughs> um, Holly shrugs and heads out the door. <laughs> 
Uh, you hear the little jingle of the door as you all depart from there. It's a few hours later when uh, you all decide it's mealtime, uh, kind of a midday break. Um, describe to me the area that you decide to take a break in. We, uh, we stumble upon a stream. Streams are good. As we're going along, and we take the opportunity to kind of wash up and rest a little bit after our curse breaking. Holly um, had walked next to Bidet, and she is like, ugh, snack. What? Your donkey really smells bad. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? Um, what if we tried to wash him up a little bit in the stream over here? Hmm. I just... have a little soap. Um, Holly pulls a little piece of um, just like super basic soap out of her pocket that she uses for washing um, her clothes. Snack flinches at first. I can help with this, Holly. Okay. Will will it go in the water? Bidet. Mm-hmm. I command you to go into this stream. I'm afraid that if you wash me, I'm just going to wash down to nothing. I don't think there's <laughs> anything underneath. We must work on your self-esteem, Bidet. That will come later. Here I go. To disappear in the river's depths. <laughs> and Bidet uh, walks out into the water. How deep is it? Uh, it's like... Belly deep on a donkey. Okay. Um, Holly hikes up her skirt and ties it in a knot so it's up around her thighs. Mm. And then she wades out into the water and her little bloomers that she has underneath her skirt get wet. And uh, she's like, all right, Snack, get in here. Um, And she starts lathering up the donkey on his back and like scrubbing him. Snack moves into the stream and uh, rubs uh, the donkey like how Holly's doing it Mm -hmm. and watches very closely. Here, have a little soap. And uh, Holly kind of slices off a little piece for a snack to hold in his hand. Right. I try to feed it to Bidet. (laughs) Bidet eats it. No. He's clean on the inside now, Holly. Oh, my God, Snack. That can't be good for him. Mm. Um, Snack, you could use a little bit of this, too. Not to eat, please. Just, like, wash yourself. Like the loincloth. Yeah, but on your body. I see. I uh, slip into the water and... Submerge myself, hop back up, and uh, breathe a little flame into my hand, holding the soap to melt it, and then rub it on me. Nice. Like an oil bath or something. (laughs) Hot oil bath. And now he's just, like, slimy. Yeah. (laughs) You guys realize that Snack is actually, like, a brilliant crimson red, almost like a ruby color, and he's got, like, a goldish belly, but he always just looked like rust, like head to toe, until now. Yep. Wow. You see a dozen fish dead like 10 feet downstream. (laughs) (laughs) You see this like blood red (laughs) wake underneath him. Uh, Yeah. So uh, Holly, Snack, and Bidet have a little spa day in the stream. Um, Yeah. Arcane recovery. Mm. Oh, yeah. I take this opportunity to recover eight spell slot numbers, not spell slots, but. Yeah. Eight levels. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Just after you hear a couple of footsteps, that takes your attention, uh, Uli and Bert, um, and Tibio, I suppose. Um, you hear a couple of footsteps in the dirt, somebody coming around the bend, and then you hear, who's that? <laughs> Washing their ass in the river. And uh, you see a, a trio of people come around the bend, and they say, ah, hello there. Hey, we got company. Hmm? Ahoy, travelers. That person, like, turns back to their group and says, we've got company. <laughs> Uh, a person farther back in the group says, I think this is as good a place as any. Let's have lunch, shall we? Uh, in the front, you have this uh, high elf uh, male wearing like a half plate situation. 
And then behind him, you have a tall, thin, uh, high elf woman uh, wearing a like straight up wizard hat, like pointy <laughs> cap. Um, and then uh, between them is a uh, sturdy, kindly looking dwarf. Uh, you're welcome to join us, sirs and madams. Uh, yes, um, we've got some fairly good luncheon to share around. How about it? Uh, my name is Tubio Femur, and these are my companions, and we would be happy to share a meal with you and exchange stories. Uh, very formal. Great. Yeah, let's do it. Molly <laughs> um, kind of embarrassingly, like, steps out of the river and, like, puts her skirts down. And, like, she's like, oh, hello. Yeah, it's just like, like, Holly's out washing a donkey like, <laughs> in the river. The other adventuring party uh, is, is pretty quick on their feet with these kinds of processes. So the dwarf reaches into their pack and grabs a pre-assembled bundle of kindling and throws it on the ground and starts arranging it. And then the uh, elf woman just snaps her fingers and starts a little fire. And uh, they get their pot set up to start cooking. What are your uh, names? I didn't think of that before we got here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Holly Hyacinth. Pleasure to meet you. Sorry, I'm in such disarray, and Holly's like fixing her hair and putting everything back into place. I scooch over to Holly <laughs> and I say, um, "Would you like me to cast cast a digitation?" Ah, uh, sure. And I just do like a quick. <laughs> Holly then casts Prestidigitation on the donkey <laughs> in a little like zoop, zoop. Yeah. Um, yeah, you see uh, Holly, it looks like there's one tiny little gust against you and you're just like suddenly clean and dry and then you do the same thing to the donkey and like the donkey's like like little tuft on its head curls around all night. <laughs> Snacks just left wet. <laughs> ah, what is this poison you give to my eyeballs, Holly? What? Mm. It's called soap snack. Uh, Did you put soap in your eyes? Rubbing his eyes frantically. <laughs> I hate this. You're, You're not supposed to put it in your eyes, snack. My eyes could have been dirty. I, I drag him back over to the river and I'm like trying to rinse his eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> snack, you don't you don't put uh, it in your eyeballs. How do you would pay for this light? Anyway, I've had some time to think about it. <laughs> and uh, my name is Amaranth. Amaranth, hey. pleasure to meet you. And this is my cohort, Born, and uh, points to the dwarf, and Megan. <laughs> Sorry. Born, Megan. Uh, Born nods and says, "Nice to meet you." <laughs> nice to meet you as well. Is there a silent J in there, perhaps? Born I, I at the with, very end. I went with B O U R N E. Uh, He's given an ultimatum. He, he looks up at you and says, "Just born." That's a good you, dark voice. You look older than that. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he just gives you like this huge, like ruby-cheeked smile. Megan says, uh, what'll it be for lunch then? Well, we have some dried jerky and some travel cakes. And um, we did eat the rest of the bacon this morning, unfortunately. So uh, Amaranth looks back at his crew and says, um, uh, how about, um, fresh diced chicken in a bread bowl with wild rice soup and fruit? Yes. Hell yes. Um, yes. Yeah. That sounds oh, great. That would be wonderful. Do we think that's something we can do? Born. Born says, I can do. <laughs> and, uh, they, uh, get to work on lunch. Um, it seems they've been at this a little bit longer than you guys have. You guys are professional travelers, aren't you? 
We've um, been around the proverbial block a few times, and uh, he's like taking off his backpack and some of his armor and getting a little more comfortable. And uh, you see him take a couple steps, and a, a rope falls off of his pack. It tangles itself around his legs, and he falls over. And he goes, "Damn this thing!" And uh, both of his cohorts just burst out laughing. And uh, Megan says, <laughs> "He bought this cursed rope a couple days ago, and we've been meaning to get rid of it. But it's just so funny to watch him futz with it." <laughs> <laughs> we passed by the uh, cross post where you purchased that. Oh, so you know about that? We were going to sell it back, or you know, give it back, however we could. Um, actually, if you would prefer, maybe we could uncurse it for you. They look between each other, shrug, and say, that would save us a few minutes, yeah. Um, I'll take a crack at this one. Uh, <laughs> just a standard remove curse spell, I think. Uh, Amaranth grabs the rope, and he holds it like he's trying to contain like a python. And he's just like got his grip on it really hard, and he sets it in the sand, and he says, be careful with that thing. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I reluctantly reach over and touch the rope and cast that spell. Uh, as you do so, the, the rope, the end of the rope, starts flailing in the air and then flops over, like, belly side up. <laughs> uh, like a very dramatically dying snake. Got it. And uh, you can tell uh, Tibio that the curse is no more within the rope. No Great. more. <laughs> Good job, Bert. That was really difficult, I bet. <clears throat> yeah, boy, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Ready for that food, though. <laughs> Good job, Bert, indeed. We won't charge you for lunch. How's that? Deal. That seems fair. Uh, where did you guys come from? Uh, we were out to the southeast a little bit, just doing some exploring. We had heard about some uh, ruins near the edge of the uh, fern glade there, right where the, the fae tend to take control. We were trying to steal out some treasures, but uh, no dice. Hmm. Well, sorry it didn't work out for you, but it worked out great for us. The fern glade? Uh, is that... Isn't that where you're from, Tibio? I don't know that there is any buried treasure in the f the southeast of that area. I don't recall any treasure. Uh, we were actually trying to get across to the Feywild. Oh, uh, I you're see. You're not Fey, are you? No, no, and <laughs> my clan does not go that way. It is... People yeah. come back strange when they go out there. It got a little... Darker than I was expecting, a little faster than I was expecting. And Megan says, Yeah, it was um, pretty bad. I mean, we've had worse. Remember that cave with that Emery guy? And they all just laugh for a little while. Did uh, you say Emery? The dwarf says, <laughs> Emery did not know his feet from his face. This sounds like a story I have to hear. They uh, sit down over lunch and they dish out the bread bowls and wild rice. And he says... We formed this party, right? We took on a man named Emery Gray, uh, a paladin type. Just sword and shield all day long. Justice this, justice that. Anyway, we thought he'd be a good frontliner, so... We went into this cave expecting goblins and, well, we found goblins. Sure, lots of them. But... Ugh, I don't even want to... Megan kind of butts in and says, All of their eyes were missing. All of them. <laughs> uh, Yikes. Sorry, as they're telling this, I'd like to look for the ring. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you can see it, like, east-northeast. Like, pretty much right around Hogwild. Okay. Fuck. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we expected to just go in there, you know, guns blazing, if that meant anything. <laughs> I like swords that. Swords blazing. Yeah, we meant to go in there, swords Swinging. ablaze. But the goblins were fearful and and strange and wicked with these sulking chasms for eyes. Ugh, I just hate thinking about it. I mean, we had the good sense to turn around and leave, but Emery, no. Did you find the eyeballs? We did. They were in a bucket. A bucket? Ugh. Gross. They were in a bowl uh, towards the end of the cave. We didn't want to go much deeper than that, but Emery did. He came out alive a little bit later on. He was carrying the body of a dead boy who had gone in there before. That's who we were meant to save, but mm. he was long gone. His eyes were missing, too. So sad. That Anything he's... else uh, change about Emery? We actually don't exactly know what became of Emery. We heard that he, you know, found the corpse of the boy and took kind of a dark turn, but we actually... And then Amaranth butts in again and says, we lost him at the cave. Let's just leave it at that. We didn't see him after that day. Fair enough. He uh, seems like a real character. Yeah, I wasn't about to follow him into that eyeball pit. So how long ago was this that this happened? Just over a month and a half, something like that. He's probably alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I wish we... you could see that face, dear um. listeners. <laughs> Tibio is um, trying really hard not to... Tibio is trying really hard to look casual and is not sure what to do with all four of his arms <laughs> and is going around and not making any contact with anybody. Tibio, you uh, stumble upon what Snack is doing and that's um, making a, a visage of a bucket full of eyeballs. <laughs> Did it look like this? What? How are you doing this? Snack, that is disgusting. Please do not. Um, also, it was a bowl, not a bucket. Oh, you're right. And I snap my fingers and make it into a bowl. And here's Emery. And then he does a image of Emery, like spot on. Uh, the other party goes, hey, that's pretty good. Like, suspiciously good. Snack's got quite an imagination, doesn't he? Yes. He even got the curls right. Look at that. Little you, blonde curls. Were you in love with this man? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, actually, uh, fair's fair. We ran into this Emery character ourselves down in Lamplight. Small world. How was he? Eh, he sucked. <laughs> he, was, he had clearly been through some things and was not his best. Yeah. Was he still spouting this and that about his deity every other word? No. Oh. Well, he wouldn't shut up about it when he was with us. Honestly, couldn't get a word out of him that wasn't about his faith. What, uh, what was his deity? Ilmater, Ilmater, some deity of endurance or something. It's old church stuff. Hmm, I oh. wonder if he didn't find a new interest since then. Well, he lost interest because of what happened to his friend in the cave. I suppose that could drive anyone to uh, lose the faith, as it were. Well, that's what happens when you go chasing bowls of eyeballs into a deep, dark cave. Remember that, Snack. Preach! Don't go chasing <laughs> eyeballs. <laughs> uh, yeah, the conversation doesn't get uh, much more interesting than that. It kind of... Uh, 
fades from there. You all finish your meal, um, and they uh, are sort of packing up. Is there anything you wanted to say as they depart? Hey, you seem like a cool witch. Here's my card. Um, and Holly hands Megan uh, one of her Holly's Cobb's cards that says, run by a cool witch on the <laughs> bottom. Did you just make those? Yep. <laughs> Does prestidigitation make business cards? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll say yes. I'll give that to prestidigitation. You can make a business card. Oh, yeah. Holly just wants to try to stay in contact with Megan because she's like, anytime you can network with another witch, we got to support each other. She hands you this uh, small stone. Um, it's got like a kind of a little white line through it. Um, she says, this is a pretty rock that I found on the shore here by the stream. I want you to have it. Um, thank you? Good. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Wait, what's your magic school? As she's running, as like they're walking away. Holly's like sad. She turns back and says, illusion, and the rock disappears. <laughs> oh. That was so cool. <laughs> That night it gets very late before you can all find a hospitable campsite. Uh, in fact, you don't find a hospitable campsite among oh. all the rocks and low ravines here. Um, it's just, it's either muddy or too stony to really be comfortable. Holly takes off her skirt and ties it to two trees and it becomes a hammock. Magic. <laughs> uh, Holly, just as you finish setting up your hammock, uh, you all notice a small village. Uh, <laughs> 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 Not too far from where you are. She spitefully stays in the hammock. No, Holly takes it down and snaps her skirt back on. <laughs> and it's somehow connected again to her full dress. It can't tell it's separate. Yeah, seamless. Um, you walk uh, five minutes away to this uh, tiny, tiny, tiny village with this thick stone wall around it. A sign hanging off the front archway says, Small Castle. <laughs> Have you been here before, Uli? Yeah, I've, I've never stayed. It's always been a pass-through. It's pretty small. Well, let's see if they're friendly. Is there even an inn in this town? There's got to be an inn. Um, there's like a, a front gate, which is open, that you can all uh, kind of walk through. You see this place has an inn. It has a church. And that's it. When you look at the inn, you see this kind of like picturesque uh, four-pane glass window with a soft yellow light coming from inside and uh, a faint smell of, of fire smoke and some kind of savory soup from inside. Um, when you open the door, you're greeted by some dry, warm air and a uh, dwarf standing on a bar stool behind the main counter um, that is playing some kind of uh, version of solitaire. Uh, hello there. Might you have a room or two for some weary travelers? Uh, he reaches over uh, on the counter for some glasses and puts them on and looks up at all of you and says, Welcome, guests! Oh, my! And he gets off his stool and he like comes out from behind the bar and greets you all out front. He's got a little towel on his arm. He says, Welcome, welcome, welcome! Welcome to the kingdom! And he points up at a sign and it says, The kingdom cute <laughs> i'm imagining him as like the smallest dwarf i've ever seen like, he is actually pretty small for a dwarf <laughs> closer to uh to Bert's size tibio is very impressed by his excitement this dwarf's excitement mm. and he looks around and he says um if if this is the kingdom does that make you the king i suppose i am a king but um not of much just this well, this seems pretty nice. Gestures to the hearth and to the table. It says, from here to here. It's quite a kingdom. Have you all eaten dinner? 
No. No. Let me get you fixed up. Perfect. Well, just be a moment. I suppose you're all staying. Yeah, we'll uh, take a couple of rooms. Uh, it's going to be a silver and a half for each of you. That's really cheap. Okay, you go get the food. We'll give you your money. Uh, he kind of messes around in the kitchen for a while. It's gone for 20 minutes or so, and then he begins to bring out some stone bowls and uh, sets them on the table in front of you, like one at a time kind of thing, uh, like smiling at each of you as he does. And uh, like he'll like look down its necks like shiny scales, and he's like, oh, nice. And then he like walks by Uli and sees all the tattoos and says, very, very nice work. Thanks. Uh, moves by Tib and says, so pristine, gesturing at the bones, <laughs> and uh, walks up to near Holly and says, did you make this yourself? Mm, yeah. Sees the cover on Bert's book and says, incredible penmanship. Was this you? Oh, it was. Um, he uh, comes out with a giant vat of soup and begins pouring for each of you, and he says, ah, would you be at all uh, discomforted if I ate with you? Can I vibe check him, sure. please? I. I preemptively rolled because I wanted to do this, and it is 19. Uh, he, he seems good through and through. Uh, he's given you no reason to uh, believe any ulterior motive, although he does seem kinder than almost anyone you've met so far. Aww. Almost too good to be true. Tibio says, Oh, no, I don't see any issue. Please sit with us. We would love to hear your story. Oh, do you have any food that a donkey would like to eat? Um, a really old one. Needs help chewing. Um, mm. very small guts. I've got just the thing. And he, uh, runs back to the kitchen and he comes out with salt and pepper shakers. And he sets them on the table and he says, I forgot the salt and pepper. But this is for the donkey. And he gets an old piece of bread and he begins to crumble it into, like, tiny croutons <laughs> and hands over a plate. Snack, can you... Of course. Is there a donkey room in this inn? <laughs> There's a hitching post outside. That's about as much as I can do for you. Or the, I suppose the donkey could stay in your room. Yes, thank you. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, that's our room. But, uh, Let me get away for this donkey first. Freshly cleaned inside and out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Oh, no. <laughs> he grinds a little bit of pepper into his soup and begins eating and says, So? I don't think we got your name, friend. Ah, sorry. Humble Dundas. Good to meet you. Humble, Humble Dundas. Dundas. No relation to Mumble Dundas. <sighs> How do you know Mumble? I hold up my hand, my skeleton hand, <laughs> and I have Mumble's skeletal finger. Hi, team, that's grave. Is that my brother's bones? <laughs> um, it's not what it looks like. Don't worry. Um, it was Tibio, can you explain? He it, died on our behalf, yes. Uh, no, Snack, you're out feeding the donkey. Monsieur, his majesty, King Mumble Dundas was, was cursed. Aye, uh, King Mumbledundus, always with the ruling. He was cursed and he was uh, undead, but kept alive by this curse, and we freed him. Undead? He didn't deserve that. We freed him, and he left this as a gift. Aye. And it is still imbued with his kingly essence. Is it? He uh, reaches out to touch your hand, and then he pulls back his own and says, I don't know how much I want a kingly essence. I like my <laughs> kingdom the way it is. <laughs> So your brother, huh? Hey, sounds like he uh, had a good run. He uh, he died a noble warrior and a fine man. He faced the dragon with great courage. A dragon? A skeletal dragon. Yeah, not bad, right? Okay, yeah, that's a pretty good story. There's more where that came from. You should <laughs> listen to it on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
www. Oh um, so when's the last time you saw your brother? Oh, a hundred years or so. He went to rule under the mountain and... And you set up your own kingdom here. Aye. Well, if you are half the men he was, then we are happy to know you. About two-thirds, and he kind of gestures to his <laughs> Tibio thinks that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> loses <laughs> shit. He's just, like, laughing and crying. And rattling his and, bones. Yeah, all of his bones are just like... <laughs> 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 all right, note to self, Tibio likes math jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very niche. Um, you're all kind of enjoying this uh, comedic moment, and then you see uh, a man and a young boy descending the stairs and the young boy is holding a teddy bear and uh the man says heading to the church now and he says aye good okay good yep oh excuse me sir uh may we stop you for a moment on your way out uh he pretends not to hear you excuse me um little boy hello uh, the boy turns around and looks at you um did you happen to uh get that teddy bear recently that's from my dad. Is it is it new? You hear? Come, come on! It's time, time to go to church. Uh, sir, we think your son may be in danger. Why are you going to church in the middle of the night? Um, um. I think your uh, teddy bear is cursed, sir. Can I check for? Yeah, go curse. Ahead. Yeah. Thirteen. <laughs> um. Yes, there's something wrong with the teddy bear. Okay. Um. Sir, I'm sorry to tell you this, but the bear, it is cursed. Did you pick up that bear at cross post, train post? Yeah, yes, I, I did. <sighs> Don't worry. Um, the proprietor was um, selling cursed objects. He did not intend harm, but we are in search of all the objects that he sold. Are you saying you can take this off of us? Yes, sir. He looks down at uh, his son, and he hands up the teddy bear, and they throw it across the room at you guys. Who catches it? I guess me. Okay, make a dexterity check there. Twelve. Uh, also, you catch it, but it's also got some soup on it. <laughs> oh, man, this is why I don't like kids. <laughs> uh, how are you feeling, Uli? Uli, you are feeling like you've got a countdown timer working against you now. How much time? Uh, like a minute or less. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel great. Do okay. the steps. I tap the first circle. Mm -hmm. Wait, I go outside. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we learned something. Yeah. <laughs> and I put it on the ground and yep. I, I go, <clears throat> bait, the, bait the curse. Uh, you go glowy white and prismatic. Uh, disenchant. Uh, you see the color fade away from around the teddy bear. Give it all you got. And uh, just as you wind up for the last part of this, you see the teddy bear start to take on your characteristics. Uh, you see its skin go kind of smooth and a pale gray green. And it gets white hair on top. And you see your arms are getting fuzzy and hairy. And your fingers are starting to grow into claws. Give it all you got. <laughs> I'm becoming a bear. Uh, your head turns into a bear head, and uh, there's a white laser beam coming out of your mouth as you scream down at this teddy bear thing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And uh, yeah, you uh, likewise incinerate that thing, uh, leaving a long scar in the ground. Um, and the uh, 
boy is standing in the threshold of the inn, just clapping his hands and staring at you. Is she still a bear? Am I still a bear? You're turning back into Uli. Okay. <laughs> you got halfway to bear from like the waist up, and now you're like changing back. I'm just a little stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> that that was very weird. Uh, you hear a bell go off at the church, and the father just says, "Oh." That was for us. Nobody out after midnight on account of the curse that you just got rid of. So, thank you. <laughs> no, no problem. Nicely done, Uli. That was very good. Humble says, you're definitely staying for free tonight. All of you. Aw. You uh, don't need to do that, thank Humble. You. That's the biggest crisis we've had here in a hundred years. Hmm, I think I'm going to like it here. <laughs> <laughs> midnight bear curse. <laughs> Your food is really good. Thank you so much for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I was reading ahead and I could not formulate a response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You cook the same fucking soup every night for 100 years. It's pretty good, Holly. <laughs> okay, bedtime long rest. I need to stop using up all my fucking spell slots. I think slots. that's a good idea. <laughs> a day of clearing multiple curses out on the road. You all get a well-deserved long rest at this inn. Uh, nothing tragic or scary happens, and you wake up feeling perfectly refreshed. What's the catch? Uh, the catch doesn't come until uh, two days later, um, during your travels uh, towards the evening again. Uh, you're moving out of the forested territory. You're onto these sort of windy, stony plains now. It's a little less protected, a little less secure, Um you are all, uh, you assume you'll get to Hogwild tomorrow. Uh, you've all stopped to rest for the night, and uh, Snack has taken up watch again, the first watch. I've also sent out my squirrel. Ah, uh, yes. Holly uh, is going to, uh, while everyone's kind of just winding down for the night, take out Sal and puts him on a, on a little piece of rock um, jutting out of the ground and mm-hmm. says, Hi, Sal. How you doing? Uh, Sal bristles and does that long cat stretch where they lift the middle part of their back and uh, uh, starts walking among some of the tall grass here and says, It's beautiful out here. How have you been, Holly Hyacinth? Oh, a lot's been happening. Um, court trials, overthrown judges, traveling. We have curse breakers now. Oh yeah, we're curse breakers now. Curse breakers. Most interesting. I knew a curse maker once. Really? Uh, uh, as Sal freezes, Holly picks him up again and puts him on a different rock and lets go and says, hello, Sal. Ah, yes, this field. Um, <laughs> so you were saying that you knew some curse makers once. Indeed I did. Curse makers and curse peddlers. Who were they? <laughs> well, I spent a great many years with a man named Joe. I guess you could say he was my papa. Elixir man, Joe? He did make a great many elixirs, a talented. Mm. I'm learning so much from this guy. Are you seeing this, Tibio? You seeing this shit? <laughs> uh, Sal, you know Joe the elixir salesman, Joe McMillan? Hold on, he's, he's asleep again. Let me, uh, and Holly touches him again to wake him up. Good evening, everyone. Uh, Holly, how are you? Ah, and I don't believe we've met yet. Oh, hello, my name is uh, Tibio Femer, and uh, I am a friend of Holly Hyacinth and uh, Bert. 
Ah, Engelbert Wisherspoon, my old friend, how are you? Oh, hey, y'all talking to Sal? <laughs> Sal, what's up, pal? Not Been much, I was just catching up with some old friends and meeting, um... All right. Snack flies over <laughs> and pets him and keeps petting him and gives a sour look to everyone. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. My watch is coming up. <laughs> you hear this intense purring um, as, as Sal continues on. What is it we were talking about? Yes, Sal, we were talking about how you know uh, Joe McMillan? Ah, yes. Poor Joe. Can you tell us about him? Hmm. He was a thinker. Uh, he's a maker of things. Uh, he's a talented alchemist. A bit overconfident. What are your feelings, Sal, on these things he was thinking and making? Well, I never knew exactly what it was for. I'd only see a few moments at a time, as things are. Sure, sure. But he would speak with me, bounce ideas off of me. Do you ever remember um, him talking to you about vampires? Yes, that was quite a breakthrough, securing vampire blood for his recipe. Very hard to come by. How did he come by it? He made a contact in Vindorn. Do you know who? Hmm. Never did get a name. But a vampire himself. I can't help but wonder if it was his own blood. Was Joe vampire, Sal? No. Hmm. I don't think vampires like cats. Well, you're not a real cat. Are you? <gasps> How am I different? Well, you just are a little more fragile. You don't always land on your feet, let's say. <laughs> Did Joe curse you and make you this way, Sal? No, Joe found me like this. And I'm not cursed. I'm just different. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us more about Joe and what he was planning? I knew that he had made an elixir that could um, influence people. That's what he always wanted. To have control over people. To be in agreement with others, to not be on the outside. He frequently spoke to me about how he wished people understood. Hmm. What was he trying to make them understand? That things could be better if everyone just got along. Mm, one of those types. Well, Sal, is there anything we can do to make the journey better for you? I like to see places, Holly Hyacinth. The more you can take me out, the more I'd be able to appreciate of this world. Who knows when I'll never come back. You understand? Yeah, that's an awful thought, Sal. Best not to think about it, Engelbert Wisherspoon. We'll put you back for now, but I'll remember to bring you out more in the future. Let me get in a comfy position before I go. And it <laughs> curls up into a donut. <laughs> Cute. Holly okay. puts it back in her pack. So yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the early evening, and then Snack goes on to watch a little later. And uh, Snack in the middle of the night, you see a figure uh, walking towards your uh, tiny campfire that's just sort of smoldering there. Uh, Snack scurries behind the... Um wagon and hides behind one of the wheels okay yeah uh between the spokes uh you can see a uh earth genasi you can see some of their skin looks like little stony scales uh, on their shoulders they're otherwise uh shirtless um they're uh walking close to your campsite and kind of like looking around to see if they can see anyone 
and then they uh, start to like move on a little bit and then they like look at the wagon. They don't go in it. They just kind of like look around it and you can see they're very close to you now. What's happened to your skin, creature? Uh, this thing like takes a couple steps back from you and says, Oh, I apologize. I, uh, Coming to steal our belongings? No, I, I was looking for someone named Snack. Um, a kobold. Yes, uh, I look around nervously. Yes, that is me. I, I, yes, I am Snack. Kobolds are small. Right, yes, well, I, um, grew taller when I, it's a long story. I have a different diet than most kobolds. I do lots of stretches. Mm. Um, My squirrel has notified me that there is an intruder, and so I wake up. Okay. Um, yeah, so Tibio, you wake up and you hear these this voice going back and forth with Snack. I creep out of the wagon. Sure. Um, you are Snack, then? Yes, Snack the Kobold. Very well. Um, this is my donkey. Okay. Snack, what is your AC? Hmm. Thirteen. Innocent Perfect. Um, uh, Snack, you feel... Three piercing damage uh, as you are stabbed in the chest by this earth genasi. In response. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to use a hellish rebuke um, (laughs) just out of being startled. So uh, they make a deck save. What the fuck? They got a 19 on their deck save. Okay. Half damage. Okay. While this is happening, I'm waking up the party. Okay. Yeah. 12 damage after halved. And it's fire. Damn. Okay. So he stabs you and takes one step back and kind of like, he's almost like checking his work on your chest to see if he like wounded you deeply enough. Mm. And like, as he's looking at you, you're looking back at him incredulously. Immediately upon being stabbed, I uh, jump in the air and then just like a crackling fire just explodes uh, (laughs) surrounding the fire, the Genasi. He's not a fire Genasi, but he is uh, now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you're all awake already, and the first thing you hear is this, like, <laughs> as the as this guy erupts in flames and takes a few steps backwards. How dare you stab me? I was sleepy. I am awake now. I will never sleep the, uh, for hours. The <laughs> flames uh, die down, and you can see uh, when they do, um, he's still standing. Uh, he is reaching for a potion, uh, not a health potion, not a red one. You know what the red ones do. Uh, he's reaching for a clear potion and is uh, quaffing it while the rest of you get out of your tents and can see him standing there. What the heck? Snack? This is my fight. And I cast a first Eldritch Blast on the potion he's drinking, if I can. Okay. If there's still time for that. Yeah. And then once on him, too. Okay. So first for the potion. Uh, 24. Yeah, that hits. Okay. And, ooh, um, 13 to hit him. Okay. Um, so 13 does not hit him. Okay. So that one misses. Yep. Uh, with the potion. Hmm. I want you to also give me a, uh, a initiative roll on that since you're racing against this. 12. Okay. Uh, so you do explode the potion in his hands, but he seems to have consumed enough of it for it to take effect. Okay. Um, Standing where he is, you all see him begin to fade away. Uh, He has consumed a potion that has granted him invisibility. 
Um, you can still see the depression on the ground where his feet are standing. And as he's fading away, Snacky gives you this big grin and he says, Joe sends his regards. Snack uh, casts darkness. Okay. <laughs> uh, so magical darkness. Um, nobody can see through it unless they have something real special. Uh, Snack, we cannot help if we cannot see. Yes, but that is why this is so devious. He cannot see us. We cannot see him. It's a stalemate. Who said that? <laughs> it's Holly. <laughs> I'm going back to bed. <laughs> um, to clarify, I do have uh, Devil's That's right. Devil's Sight, so I can see a magical darkness. Okay. Uh, so a few tense minutes go by in this darkness. Um, nobody has moved. You, Snack, you're pretty confident that guy is still here. What have you all done in that two minutes? Snack is uh, readying a thunder wave at the first... Um, Knowing the the danger involved, uh, Snack gathers a uh, bidet and the rest of the party and tries to like quietly drag them together. Okay. Yeah. Because he can see and coordinate that. Yes. Yeah. It's a snack. I say as I like cut like cut my hand over people's mouths and move them. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking them all in the darkness. Yes. Put them all in. Uh, Don't touch me. It's hard to not touch you and direct you. As he's trying to leave. Uh, you guys had left out some like dinner mess by the campfire, okay. and he trips over a pot, and there's this huge <laughs> clang and a few sparks as he trips over a stone. Okay, so I immediately uh, run over and then just like um, like dive bomb a thunder wave in that area. Okay. <laughs> Shh, crap! I don't think I can do that. Scratch that. I'll go for Eldritch Blast in the area then, because that's the only thing I could do. Okay. Uh, so I'll just give you a disadvantage to hit him in the dark there. Okay. Or in the invisible. Yeah, 25 for the first one. Yeah. I guess if he gets hit, then I technically... You know where he is? Yeah. Okay, so that first one definitely hit. You see this Eldritch Blast kind of cascade over an invisible lump, and uh, the embers of it in his singed clothing are giving away his position for the next attack. All right. Regular. 16 to hit on that one? That one does hit. Oh, yeah. sweet. Okay. Two hits. I have a question. Yeah. So if he gets hit, doesn't the damage get rid of his concentration? Well, he's not concentrating on invisibility, though, since a it's potion. a potion. Oh. No. He would lose invisibility if he attacks, though, right? Correct, yeah. I misunderstood. For some reason, I had it in my head that invisibility, once you're hit, you're no longer invisible. I don't think it. It's, yeah. that's true in D&D. You're right. That's true for something. Like every other game. Skyrim, probably. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Skyrim. Wow. <laughs> 24 damage. Damn. Jesus. Okay. Wow, uh, indeed. Wow. Yeah, you hear another rustling of pots and pans as he falls to the ground unconscious uh, after that 1-2 blast. Did you get him, Snack? Yes, but I'm not done yet. And I go for his dagger. Okay. And uh, I hold it up. Oh, and that canceled darkness. I hope he's not doing something cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's still technically invisible, but he's knocked out, right? Correct, yeah. The, uh, I guess, dim light of the area comes back into view as you see Snack straddling an invisible lump. Friends, I have been stabbed in the chest with this dagger. And I believe it is justice that I stab this one back. Wait, Snack. Right in the chest. Wait, right. wait, wait, wait. What, what? We can't question him if he's dead. Well, technically, we can. Yes, oh, I was no, Go it. ahead then. No, Never no, mind. No, no, do not kill him. Didn't he say something about Joe? Yeah, Joe sent us something. Yes. 
then I think he must know Joe and will probably have information for us. I'm a little worried about that dagger. Is it safe? Joe's down for curses? Um, I would like to check Bone the check. dagger. Bone check. Eight. You don't know. You're not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure about this or the guy. <laughs> I cannot tell if this uh, Genesee is cursed. I cannot tell if the dagger is cursed. I don't know. Wake him up and have Uli intimidate him. How do you intimidate someone you can't see? I can uh, dispel this magic. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Bert, you are able to dispel the invisibility while he's still uh, on the ground. Is he, is he unconscious, you said? Unconscious, yep. Yeah. yeah, we should definitely rope him up like we do. We're not killers. We just are into, what is it called? BDSM. <laughs> Is that? What is it called? BDSM? Is that right? Yes. That's, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Fifty Shades of D&D, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, come on. I want to stab him at least once. Just just in his, just in his hand. Um, I just have regular rope. Do you still have that rock rope? Oops. I dropped the knife and I throw it at his hand. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, make an attack. Don't. Yeah. Uh, 16. Yeah. Roll a d4. 3 plus 2. 5 damage. Okay. Is he making death saves? Uh, he will for that. Well, he fails a death save for that. Okay. Uh, snack. Make a constitution check. 9. Uh, snack. You can no longer move. Mm, I'm hunched over after kind of tossing the dagger. Mm-hmm. Hand out like I'm shaking someone's hand mm-hmm. and frozen in place. Snag, do not hurt him. We already talked about this. Get off. Move away. Yep, yep, yep. That's weird, right? Uh, He's serious, Snag. Snag, you need to move. I yes, I would. I would love to move. Snag, get up, and I grab him by the collar. <laughs> He's still in that same pose. <laughs> Crouched. <laughs> Shake him around a little oh, bit. Oh, what uh, was in that dagger? Uh oh. What was in that dagger? <laughs> Snag. You can't move, can you? I'm going to do a medicine check on Mr. Snack. Sure. Oh. At least 20. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can you can see the strain in his anatomy and the kind of fatigue on his muscles. You can tell that he's under some paralytic toxin. Is it life-threatening? Um, it seems to be getting worse, so yes. Okay. I dislike it's this. poison. Oh, no. Tibio goes and grabs the dagger with his cloak mm-hmm. and finds some scrap cloth somewhere. You, uh, When you go to grab the dagger, it's still sticking out of the guy, just like sitting on the ground. Yeah, I pull it out of <laughs> his hand or arm or whatever yeah. and wrap it up with some scrap fabric. Is, uh, is that guy going to be okay? Why don't we talk about snack more right now? I, don't, I, don't, I am dying. With this guy, just not stabbed with the dagger, too. Maybe he has an antidote. Um, Holly investigates him for an antidote. <laughs> not good. Nine, I think. I'll check his pockets also. Sure. Thirteen. Uh, you don't find the antidote, but you do find the poison. Uh, it's a very thin, small vial of this uh, purplish, iridescent oil. Uh, I do not want to die. Um, can some can someone get Genie? Genie, I'll help you. Um, Holly uh, grabs the lamp and says, "Genie, we need you. Hurry." Hello. 
Jeannie? Um, I take the lamp from Holly and I put it in front of Snack's face. Jean, Jeannie. Hmm, Snack, did you need something? <laughs> I believe so. What is it? I'd like to not it's die. It's the middle of the night, Snack. Yes, Jeannie, I am dying. <laughs> oh! He, like, pops his head out and he says, What happened to my baby? And he, like, turns around and looks at the rest of you. What did you do? Quick, he's been paralyzed by poison. Help him. Poison. Hmm. He uh, turns around and looks at you, Bert, and he's got one of those like weird circle mirrors on his head, you know, that doctors mm-hmm. have. With the little light It's in like it. a pizza cutter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. And he says, uh, doctor? It's uh, poison. Hmm. The, this poison. Ah. From the dagger. He uh, takes the poison from you, Uli, and he like dips a pinky into the vial and... Hmm. <laughs> And Jeannie is frozen. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Oh, shit, that's poison. (laughs) This is not good. I, hmm, snack. Mm, Yes. I can save you, but, well, you know how it goes, right? What can you spare for me? Oh, right, um... Uh, things for it's uh, my brain is foggy I cannot think well you well, need a magic item Jeannie would a scroll work I'm not sure it's going to be enough how about an orb that we don't use <laughs> just kidding how about a cursed item ugh please no it's not enough Pepto-Bismol in the world <laughs> um can somebody take my cloak off I got you pal Mm, this might be a good start. Oh, is this cloak magic? Yes. How about it, Mr. Genie? Mm, that would do, but I also know it to be a personal favorite of Master Snack's. Snack, are you sure you don't want to just die with the cool cloak? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, wait. Use this instead. Um, Holly pulls a right white glove out of her pocket, um, and she hands it over to Genie. It's a swap glove. I know Michael Jackson liked to use it. He says, whoa, stylish. And he like takes it off you. Um, yes, this will get us there. Snack, keep your cloak. That was a close one. Thank you, Holly. You've got good friends, Snack. Your lungs are shutting down. <laughs> and he uh, grabs the uh, glove from Holly and like just like he like bites a finger and like tears the finger off the glove. And he like sucks it down like a like a noodle. Yeah, he eats the fingers one by one and then eats the palm. And he says, that's one limited wish. What'll it be? And he's like shaking with, uh, with power. Um, please remove the paralyzing poison from my friend Snack. Thank you. I approve of this message. Who wants a lesser <laughs> restoration? I do. He does. And he uh, <laughs> points at you, Snack. And he like takes his hand and he goes up to your hand that's frozen in position. Gives you like a tiny little high five. <laughs> and uh, you feel from your hand outward a sort of uh, warmth as the this stony paralytic effect wears away from you. <sighs> Who else? That guy? Yeah. No, I want to make Bidet younger. Can we do that instead? Okay, so just to be clear, you don't want to save this guy. You want Bidet to be a little bit younger. The guy that stabbed me? Yeah. What? what? Decision no, save, snack. Save Bidet. Three, two, one. Uh, no, no, no. We need information from this man. I want this man to not die. Boring. And he, uh, he uh, points at the guy on the ground <laughs> and brings him back to life. And he says, sorry, Bidet. Next wish. Mm. We can find another way to make Bidet healthy. 
Bidet doesn't even want to live longer anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, Bidet? Bidet is nodding. <laughs> oh, thank you, Holly. That was very kind. That's fine. <laughs> I love this poison, though. Do I get to keep? We could use this. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we should destroy it. What? No. <laughs> Bert. I'll hold on to this. And Holly takes it, makes sure the stopper is fully on. Uh, Bert, you see the Earth Genasi is uh, crawling away a few inches at a time. Snack, that uh, fellow's trying to get away. Mm, yes. Oh. I just put a boot on his back. <sighs> Let's uh, talk to him, shall we? Tell us everything you know. Uh, give me an intimidate. Twenty-three. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just kind of cows and rolls over. I was given forty-five gold pieces to attack a kobold. I didn't even think it was a bad thing to do. For forty-five gold. It's kobold. Are you having second thoughts about it now? Yeah. <laughs> you have this gold still. So some of it. For each gold that is short, you lose one finger. Uh, How many gold do you have? Twenty-five. Uh, Ew, that's twenty fingers. He has twenty fingers. <laughs> no, we do not cut off their finger. no. How about instead you tell us where Joe is heading and we won't hurt you. You can keep your fingers. We're really turning into that crew, aren't we? I'm bluffing. Okay. <laughs> when you say I'm bluffing, Tibio is like, "Oh, we're bluffing." Yes, and I will start with your fingernails. Huh. I will clip them. You don't want to mess with him. He <laughs> knows. He knows his bones. He knows his pedicures. <laughs> and then I'll cast a spell that makes your fingers grow back, and we'll cut those off. Yes. <laughs> Also, he could tattoo mean words on your face. Yeah, he words lo- like butt. <laughs> he looks up at Tibby and says, Whose bones are those? There are too many to count. Uh, <laughs> I, I was paid by a man named Joe McMillan. I don't know where he is. He went into Knoll territory. He's probably dead, to be honest. Sorry, Knoll territory? Yeah. G-N-O-L-L. <laughs> They're dog guys. Yes. Knolls are bipedal hyena creatures. Uh. Bert. Yes, Nag. Bert, you did tattoos, right? I dabble. Can you also do stamps? Mm, I don't see why not. Uh, yeah, for this this thing. And I pull out the gavel. Could you do that one? Oh, like give him a Tildry tattoo. Right, yes. Can I do that? Yeah. <laughs> We're just adding him to our backup party, right? He is adding another Pokemon to the party. <laughs> just put him in your all. computer. Thank you, Uli, for your um, intimidation. What what was your name again, creature? Ock. Ock. You gotta name every NPC. You gotta have a voice fucking ready. You gotta I thought name it'd be funny every to have you guys help names. No, their entire yeah. ancestry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I like. Oc. I said Brock. Oh. Oh, I like Ock. I like Ock. Like <laughs> My name is Ock. Mm-hmm. How unfortunate. Um, Ock. <laughs> we will give you this offer. You get a stamp. And. I will let you keep your gold if you go after to kill Joe. 
What? Let me confer with my legal counsel, Tibio. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the alternative? What if we took him with us to the nearest town, the next town, Hog and wild. have him hand him over to the law there? I think we just let him go. We took his poison. Uh, how about this? Yes, we will give you this stamp, and then I will check back in a few months if I remember, and then we'll just see, <laughs> make sure you're not killing people, and then let you go. What does the stamp do? It's just a little summoning spell. Yeah, we can bring you on to us whenever we want. And then send you back. I see. If I get to go free, then yes. This is my prisoner, and I, I say, Bertz, please give him the stamp. We let him go, and I check back in a few months, and if he is doing bad stuff, I get to kill him. Fair? I just feel like I just want to let him go. Yeah, right? I mean, it's just one mistake. I'm still a good guy. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> you don't get a vote, pal. <laughs> uh, I guess if we are going to let him go, I would rather he have the stamp just in case. <sighs> Whatever you guys say. Let's do it. Uh, I've been meaning to practice at this tattoo business. <laughs> Can you do the stamp as a tattoo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, he does not resist much knowing what the alternative is. Ock. Yes. What is it that you dream to become? You say you would like to be a good Janasi. Uh, I want to be a dog groomer. Oh, that is wonderful. I love dogs. I just never had the opportunities growing up. It was either killing people or... Well, that was about it. If this is true, uh, you may keep your gold and do this thing. Become a dog groomer? Yes, we will speak with you in uh, some time. I'll be covered with Pomeranian in here, I promise you. Next time we summon you, show us a cute dog. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a fair price. This is your task, your burden to bear. He says, I, I've got a new lease on life, I, I, I promise. New leash on life? A new leash on life. <laughs> that's what I'm calling my grooming store. 